Hello, Zach. Hi, Zoe. How oh. are you doing? Okay, wait. Come a little bit closer. <clears throat> How are you today? I'm doing all right. Would you like to describe your outfit to our listeners today? Uh, sure. Yeah, so I came straight from work, and it was uh, a little brisk out this morning. So I'm wearing uh, my Birkenstocks and uh, my Jerusalem BC Cruiser 11s. I'm wearing some blue kind of calf-length socks with a picture of a lab in a lab coat. Um with science stuff. Uh, I'm wearing khaki shorts and a red tri-blend t-shirt with the Kansas City Jayhawk on it. Nice. Thank you. So you're alma mater? No. Okay. It's uh, where my sister's currently going to college. Nice. Yeah. I like when I can steal my siblings' clothes. This is mine. Maddie's clothes no, would I not just... fit me. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Just being sure. Will you um tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, Yeah. What What do you want to know? Just I don't think like, there's a lot to me. No, it, like your elevator pitch. My elevator pitch for me? Well, or you can give one for someone else. Oh, okay. I haven't really done anything in my life to be like, hey, it's it's me. Um, I don't know. I'm Zach. i uh going to college and working currently. Um, I try not... I, I don't really... Um, I'm not one of a, the type of people that lets anything that I do or anything that I was kind of like define who I am. So it's not like I'd go up to say people and say, hey, I'm Zach. I'm a dancer and I work in a vet clinic because... To me, I'm Zach, and I also happen to do those things. Um, I feel like there's a lot of want. This has been ever since I was a kid, though. I feel like there's a lot of want for people to want to identify with whatever they're doing, um, mm-hmm. or they want it as like a label or a badge of honor or something like that. And it's like, cool, take pride in it, whatever. But I've never been like that. I've never been like, you know, um, yeah. when you go up and introduce yourself, do you say, hey, I'm Zoe, and I work in a church? No. Yeah. Okay, but if someone said, where do you work? What, w- what would you say? At a vet clinic. I like to keep it vague. Just because I don't want people coming to find me. I did once. Yeah, you did. But to be fair, that wasn't my fault. <laughs> you met my parents first, so That's it true. worked that way. I actually did go to Central Animal Hospital before. Oh. And by Central Animal Hospital, I mean vague vet clinic that you work at. They'll fix that in post, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. They mean the animal hospital inside Central High School. But that is where I went with my cats before. Interesting. So when I met your parents, they actually recognized me because of my cats. There we go. They said, are you Hippo's owner? I yes. never saw you once, for the record. You In my entire time working there. You may just not remember me. I'm pretty sure I didn't see you at all. Okay. I actually don't remember. Anybody vaguely my age that comes into the vet clinic, I remember because it's so ver- it's so rare. Um, I think there's like eight people close to my really? age that come into the vet clinic. Yeah. I feel like a lot of young people have pets now. Yeah. Or they have them and they just don't take care of them and they don't bring them to the vet because they can't afford it. That would be more accurate. Okay. A lot of young, I can agree with the statement, a lot of people have pets right now. Um, it's a well-known phenomenon and it's, I'm seeing it happen as it happens. Um, that's at least well-known within the vet clinic industry. That um, people, just uh, college students really like getting pets for the companionship and all that. Um, they cost a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize how much they cost and... Bargain shopping hurts. <laughs> um, if you try and find the cheapest care available for your pet, it's not great usually. So how does it feel working with your parents and for your parents? feels great. Um, I like seeing them so much. A lot of people, I know people close to me have had to put an emphasis on going home to visit their parents when they're in college or um, 
they don't have such a great relationship with them. I love seeing my parents at work. comes with the added bonus if they bring my dogs to work so I get to see them there. Um, <laughs> and because of the kind of unique situation that I'm in, I have more flexibility with scheduling and all that than I would otherwise, which is very useful. Um, I've tried working other jobs, and it just hasn't hasn't been the same. Mm. Where else have you worked? Uh, I worked as a CNA in the hospital around here once, uh, but that was it was for two years ish. I uh, didn't like it at all. Hmm. Yeah, took me two years to figure that out. Animals yeah. are greater than people. Well, animals by themselves, absolutely, they're much easier to deal with. <laughs> unfortunately, and you can pet them. You can't pet people. Only some animals you can pet. And a lot of animals and, that come in don't like to be pet. And you really shouldn't pet humans. You could. Um, some humans like to be pet. Most of them don't. Yeah. <laughs> They're usually just kind of caught in their own little world and they don't like, uh, don't like doing that. But yeah. Okay. So CNA. Yeah. And that uh, certified nursing assistant. No, I know what it means. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, just, maybe they didn't. You know. Oh yes. Yeah. No, we can, we can do definitions of everything. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, you're going to college. Yes. That does not define you, but you are a student. I am a college student mm-hmm. and it sucks. Um, it sucks because at some point this summer, I realized that whenever somebody asked me what I was up to, my answer would be work and school during the school year, it's school and work. And during the summer it's work and school because I'm doing one more than the other. And then I realized that that is the rest of my life. I will either be in school or working. It's kind of depressing. So what do you do when you're not at work and school? I make an effort to go to the gym. Um, if I have a day to myself, I'll try and go outside. Or if I have like, you know, even a half day to myself, if I get off of school at noon or one and it's nice outside, I'll probably try and go to um, a beach or hiking. Uh, most of the time I end up going by myself uh, just because I'm not around a, like a, I don't have like a set friend group or anything like that. And honestly, it's easier that way. And um, a lot of people's schedules that I am friends with are vastly different nobody really syncs up and then maybe they're tired so they don't really feel like doing anything this is you're you're just describing adulthood i want you to know that yeah i know doesn't get any easier no after college Mm -mm. (laughs) and you know with me leaving in a year um to god knows where uh it takes a lot of pressure off to like be like oh i need friends because it's like you know i'd love to have friends but also i'm your friend yeah exactly and then I'll move away and awesome. we'll stop being friends. Great. Okay. No. <laughs> because we're family. <laughs> you, we're, Absolutely. We're um, friends by... Marriage? No. No? Friends by... Adoption? Is... Are you no. my adoptive sister? <laughs> yes. Okay. There we go. We're, we're brother and sister by force and we're friends by choice. Yeah, we'll go with that. I'm going to give you a canvas that says that when you get your first adult apartment. <laughs> I can't wait for my first adult apartment. Hey, what's your, what are you, um, I don't know if I've asked you this before. What's your goal in life? What are you working towards? This is my interview with you. You can't ask me questions. I can't. Okay. My goal, um, don't read my email. I'm not, sorry. (laughs) You need to update your iTunes. Okay. I'm just going to close my email. We're done. We're done. No QR codes. Is that a real cool QR? You you need to update your iTunes. You can look at this picture of me and my cat. playing the piano. Sorry, continue. Okay, so my goals. Um, you know, I'm I'm really not a kind of person that looks forward a lot. Hmm. And that has caused some rifts in my relationship. Ben is a very um 
he's always like working towards something. He's saving for something. He's he, he wouldn't be an accountant if he wasn't. Okay, true, true. Mm-hmm. He's not an, he's not an accountant. What is he, he would get mad at you if he said that. What is he? Cer- certified financial planner. Oh, CFP. Cool. So cooler. Yeah, he's cooler than that. I agree. No shade towards any accountants. He's not so little. He's not some bean counter. He's a big picture guy. He's a big picture guy. But, Absolutely. But really. So I want to. Sorry, Ben. Be, we love you, Ben. Um, I want to be uh, independent and financially stable enough to be a creator of things without a nine to five job. So by that, I mean, I want to write books or articles. I want to create art. I want to record music. I want to public speak. I want to hopefully keep going with the podcast. There are a lot of creative endeavors that I feel like I am good at. Other people can affirm or deny that. (laughs) Um, And I feel like I'm not meant to sit in an office all day. That being said, I really like my job. Independently wealthy. We'll check that one off the list. I share the same goal, for the record. Okay, okay. I would love to not have to work and do whatever I want as well. That well, but I'm not saying I don't want to work. You just want to work on what you want to work on. Yes. You don't have to worry about what you're being paid. You just want to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. For example, I think it'd be really fun to work in an escape room. Just be the person that <laughs> yes. gets to see people run around. And we uh, have, have you done the escape rooms here in Lacrosse? Yeah, they're okay. They're kind of easy. For some. Yeah, like I, me. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like them. They're fun. I, like I don't the- know. I, I was kind of disappointed. I went into one, and he was like, this is the hardest one we got. And I was at the time with um, my ex-girlfriend's family and a friend of mine. Uh, it was a good time, but we also solved it in under an hour. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We Which one had, was it? I had a jail cell in it. Yes. That's all I can remember. At the one on Main Street. Right next to Top Shots, yeah. Yep. Okay. It's a good one. I used to say next to Phasey's, but I go to Top Shots more. <laughs> it's also next to Phasey's. That's true. So what do you do at Top Shots? Um, play pool. Drink beer usually and play darts. Sometimes, I have the friend I go with doesn't like darts because he's bad at it. So I have to really twist his arm to get him to play. But I love pool and darts. Mm-hmm. I went to Top Shots on New Year's Eve. That was fun. Cool. That sounds fun. Maybe you were there. Uh, New Year's Eve. No, I was. Uh, my family hosts a New Year's Eve party every year. It's pretty great that I was invited. Yeah. Maybe next year. Were you not invited? I don't. You would have been part of their fest family, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm a jerk. Are you sure I... you weren't invited? <laughs> no, I no, I don't know. I maybe was invited, and I'm just being a jerk. I think you gotta have been invited. <laughs> they invited almost everybody else from their family. Well, if I, I didn't get an invite, then this would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They said we were gonna invite. You'll the probably invite. get one this year. All yeah, right. there were like half people I didn't know in there. I, actually, there were ninety percent people I didn't know in okay. there. Okay. So no, so we- you were totally. When were you at my apartment? I rolled up with like a backpack once, and oh, it was just the immediate Fest family. Uh, when I was living at home last year, I came home from school, and all you guys were like sitting in my living room. Yes, that did happen. <laughs> I was like, man. Wait, I think you were already there because you were watching football. I went out and watched football, came back with my backpack, said I, and then put it down, and then came back. I must have been. That was before we were homies. Exactly. You were like, who are all these people? Mm -hmm. But that was was right away. That was in October, I think. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so. Goals of yours? No, goals of yours. What are your goals? I mean, I'd love to just come into a large amount of money. Uh, That would be a nice goal. But unfortunately, that's uh, probably not a smart goal. So. Well, I I don't know if that's a goal or if that's a dream. Like, how can you work toward coming into? We can talk to Doug. Uh, Probably seducing some, like, really witch widow. 
and just waiting for her to die out. That'd probably be a way to work towards that goal of becoming independently wealthy. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so other goals? Um, <laughs> I know at the end of my life, like something that I'm working towards, something you got a picture to work towards. Um, I would love a house on a beach. Mm-hmm. Um, like a beachfront house. Doesn't even need to be big. I'm not dreaming like a mansion or anything like that, but just like a beachfront house. Um, with like my own little area, preferably I can't see my neighbors, but it's not the most, um, you feel, you feel called to the beach. Yeah. And the sound of water is super relaxing. Um, part of me also wants to live like up in the mountains, some in like Montana or in a big ranch somewhere. And hmm. I also, I, I usually having a house like that comes with having to work on it or being rich enough to pay other people to work on it. So that's more of a, would you consider yourself a handy man uh see that's tough because i haven't i really do like working with my hands um but i don't know i feel like there's an implication with handyman that it's like you already know a lot like they'll just know hey i know what to do and pull it out and do it mm-hmm. i have to constant i'm constantly teaching myself stuff with that um so do i have the do i have the intelligence and do i have the discipline to be able to like look at a problem and then eventually fix it yeah but it, it won't be i mean if sh- something's broken with your sink or stuff i'll be sitting in a corner watching youtube videos before I youtube know what to is do the best that. though yeah i become quite the actually it's woman. the second best resource for learning how plumbers do things what is the first anyway next question what no say it I'm not, I, I'm no, not catching no, on. No, it's funny. Is this a, it's a dirty joke you're making? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so dirty jokes have no place on the podcast. That's good. Whew, okay, so YouTube's great. Yes. I will tell you in the first apartment that Ben and I lived in, mm-hmm. because we are living in sin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your downstairs neighbor and you, really? Yeah, it's a surprise, everybody. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll release this episode after I'm done being the queen, just so I can't get it in any fire, but. Did you upgrade your title at some point? Is a queen lacrosse hunter? Yeah. Just making sure. I just want to feel better about myself. Okay. Anyway, our cats, our lovely, lovely sons, destroyed our carpet. Nice. How? Clawing it. Okay. Like, See, my, I had a cat that destroyed carpet, but he just peed on it, like, oh, a lot. No, they... It was, way, it was really bad. Yeah. They they ripped it to shreds. Nice. And... Was it a long carpet or a short carpet? Um... Okay, I have a little tassels. Short? Short. Okay, gotcha. So, I, um, I knew that if we let the carpet sit and then have the landlords look at it when we moved out we were gonna have to replace like the entire apartment absolutely so i fixed it myself i went out and bought matching carpet and i re-carpeted the room did you tear out all the carpet or just the no, sections, just that, the were sections that were bad <laughs> well hey if it matches you can't tell who cares you no. could not tell that's the really so i hope my family tear up the carpet and then place down the new one and it was really interesting to learn that, like, all you really need is a staple gun and box cutters. Uh-huh. You just grab that, grab a crowbar, tear it up, use the pliers to get all the... Because, like, the staples rip through the carpet, so you got to use the pliers to get everything up. That's the worst part, because mm-hmm. it takes a really long time. It does. And then put the new gun down and just staple it. Okay, so you want to live on a beach? Yeah, ideally. It's probably not like if you were to offer me a beachfront house right now, I'd probably take it just because who wouldn't. But I also I'd want to live. That's probably the end goal. I want to live other places in between that. Um, Part of me out of morbid curiosity wants to live in a large city. Um, But that seems to be coming less and less my taste. I'd like to do it because there's a lot to do and it's bustling Mm -hmm. and there's activity. But at the same time, it comes with the downside of overpopulation, crime, shit like that. Traffic. Mm -hmm. Traffic. 
I'm fine walking everywhere, so I don't know if traffic would necessarily bother me. But, you know, on the occasion that I would have to drive somewhere, it'd be really annoying. Mm -hmm. Um, Constantly having to park in fear that your car is going to get broken into. Mm -hmm. Or finding parking in general. Or finding parking just in general. So do you consider yourself more of a nomad or what is this? Wanting to hop around. Where does this no, come from? No, it's honestly, I'm terrified of hopping around. Um, I don't think I'd lose my support network, but it'd definitely be less prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just a lot of the world to see. Um, and I'm completely fine with not seeing all of it, but there are some places I'd like to see. I could go my whole life without going to Africa. I'd be fine with really? that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Nothing interests me down there. Not even like the huge safari animals? I mean, it'd be nice to see, but they're also in zoos, so... Yeah, but they're not living their full lives. No, no. But at the same time, you know, say you wanted to go on a safari to Africa. Um, there's I a do. chance that you might not see the animals that you want to. I'll go on another one. Go on, go a different day. Go. Keep going. I would go every day. Yep. I saw. Most of the vaccinations I'd have to get to go down there should, would not be fun. I they, just, they, like, inoculate you against, like, 20 or 30 different things. You know what? I'd say it's worth it. Mm. And that's where we differ. Yeah. That's okay. That's all right. So I, I feel similarly that there's a lot of the world to see, but I have always felt that I would be perfectly fine in a tiny, small town like on Alaska and just have like a home base and then travel a bunch, but always know that I have some place to come home to. So is the suburban life for you then? You don't really want to be rural? You don't want to be? Because like there's small towns on Alaska. I don't know if, depend who'd count it as a small town. The smallest town that I've been to is, um, it's not Caledonia, but it's in between here and Caledonia. You okay. drive through it. It might be. It you drive through in like five minutes. Is that it? I maybe. Okay, but it's really small. Yeah, it's tiny. Um, so no, not that small. Like yeah. like this size with low cross. Gotcha, right there. It's not. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of people. It's more artsy. It's more, mm-hmm. you know, stuff to do. But it's not like interstates and freeways. Yeah, you know, I get that. So I like it. Mm-hmm. And I could I could see myself living here forever. Really? Mm-hmm. It's pretty. You grow up. Yeah. Okay. Just it's hey, if it's if it makes you good. I mean, if, if it's what you want, that's what you want. Yeah. I had a history teacher in high school that was literally born and raised in the area, did his undergrad here, and then came back and taught, and then raised a family, and he's probably going to retire and die here. I was like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but La Crosse is a nice area to raise a family in. I was talking with a friend about it uh, in the gym the other day, and she said that um, it's a nice place, but uh, it's not really exciting. Hmm. Um, so when you're a little younger, people want to be like, get out and go around and do stuff that they, they definitely wouldn't want to, uh, be there. You know, you're not going to, you sh- you're not going to raise a family in the city. You're not going to, if you're in like a downtown apartment, you're not going to raise a family there. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're kind of out in the middle of the rural area, you're not going to have any nightlife. You're not really going to have any friends. So you just have to adjust your housing with the stage of your life that you're in. Mm-hmm. And if you are in the stage of your life where you're like, I could be here forever, then good for you. And that could change next year. It could. Who knows? Yeah. But I like it. Probably throw Ben into a tizzy. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, we almost moved to Chicago. Oh, Jesus. And then we didn't. Of all the cities, why Chicago? Be- because of med school. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which, again, if you oh, listen man. to his episode. I should, yeah. Episode 10, or maybe 9, I episode, forget. Episode Ben? Episode Ben. Nice. So you were thinking about med school. Yeah. Has that changed since Thursday? No. Friday? <laughs> no. It has. It changed since the start of my college career. Okay. Not because I became less interested in it, but because I don't really think I have the grades to get into it. Um, they're being quite selective, and a person, uh, a 
of my background and demographics is already at a disadvantage, as weird as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, shoot, the reason that whole affirmative action court case happened is because of colleges. Um, Did you just say shoot? People. Maybe. I'm proud of you. Thanks. You've only sworn once this entire episode. I have? Yeah. Oh, it was right at the start, right? Yes. I had to change that. <laughs> I didn't figure you were putting that in. And you, and you said shoot just now. So yeah. It's very... uh. Very Midwest homeboy of you. Thank you. Yeah. I can anyway. change it if you'd like. No, it's okay. Okay. Less editing on my part. All right. But yeah, no, it's, um, I don't know if it'll change anything. Um, people like, you know, I'm not, I don't come from an especially rich family. I don't come from an especially poor family. I don't look good on paper. And right now they're just, they're just trying, they'd rather see people in that like make them look good rather than who would become good doctors Mm. i've always been of the mindset that um i don't know why med school is so picky uh there's it's starting to be that there's going to be a shortage of just kind of general doctors Mm. um a lot of general practitioners these days are uh they were baby boomers or a little little younger than that i believe Uh, but they're all nearing retirement age Mm. and there's going to be a large hole in the workforce um but the acceptance schools are still just as picky as ever. Um, and I don't quite understand. I'm sure there's like reasons for money or seats in classes or didn't want to pay a teacher, whatever it is. But I've always been of the mindset just from my side of it, which is the only side I can see things from. Cause I don't know anybody that works in administration in a med school. Well, and you're always right. A hundred percent of the time. Yeah, so that too. Um, I don't see why they are so picky in the selection process when they could use the program itself as a weed out. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're getting paid anyway. Uh, if you, if the kid fails, the kid fails. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, my opinion is you are going to miss out on valuable candidates who don't look good on paper or don't do good book wise because you're being ultra selective just by looking at GPA and that. And I'm of the belief, um, And a lot of, I think, entrepreneurs are and the people who hire people, people who started their own business, um, they weren't 4.0 students. I'm of the belief that doing well in school does not mean you're smart. It doesn't mean you're dumb, but it doesn't mean you're smart. Mm -hmm. Um, It just means you are good at following a procedure and following instructions. And really, it just means you're good at memorizing things. Mm -hmm. Now, there's several jobs where memorizing things is definitely useful. No denying that. Medicine is one of them. Um, But just because you don't perform well in school and obviously i'm biased here because i'm not performing amazing in school um just because you don't perform well in school doesn't like it doesn't really determine the worth of who you are um or how well you could do at something Mm -hmm. um i agree but i also do struggle with tests like the uh mcat yeah any standardized test like those ones that you took in like seventh eighth grade they put the little green dividers up and you had to get there. And mm-hmm. what was it? Was it Iowa State testing? Something like that? I don't know. It was never, there was never a Wisconsin one. It was like the Iowa boards or something. There was like a whole week of school where we got bubble gum and we had to fill in circles on a sheet. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had the maps tests on the computer. Did you guys have that? I had to do, I had to memorize maps once for geography class. Oh, no, like it wasn't maps. Grade. It was, that's oh. like something it stood for. It was oh, like, maybe. It, it was it like an aptitude test? Is that what the A stands for? I don't know. Okay. I just know that I'm a really bad test taker. And often people use that as an excuse when they do poorly on tests. But I feel like throughout my entire academic career, you can look at 
how well I do writing papers or presentations or whatever, and then you give me a test and it's like grades below. Mm-hmm. I'm not a great student. I mean, I'm a good student, but people who are great students aren't good at something else. Everybody's got to pick their strength in life. You know, and I'm and really I'm sorry, good but at. I, a... I don't want to be. If I'm picking, <laughs> if I'm picking my strength in life, I'm not picking to be a good student. That oh, would that's be fair. A 4.0 is not the first thing I would choose to be good at in life because yeah, it's just, it's, it's futile. You get your degree. It doesn't matter from where you, you just have to get the piece of paper. And when you're being hired, unless it's like an especially competitive program, or even after you've entered the workforce, maybe you're looking for a second and third job. Nobody is going to go, Hey, what was her GPA in college? Mm-hmm. It's useful for getting into secondary programs. It's useful to for maybe getting a job straight out of undergrad, but that's it. I've never actually had to submit my transcripts for a job application, though, mm-hmm. even though I just graduated three years ago. I think because most of the information they care about is public. Mm-hmm. The dean's list is published. The uh, class ranking is published. It's public information, so they don't need you to submit it. They can just be like, well, where'd she list? Was she top of her class? Was she middle? Was she mm-hmm. bottom? You know, things Or like they that. don't even look. Who knows? I wish they wouldn't. I, I mean, they should look. I was obviously number one in my yeah. entire class yeah. at Viterbo University. Mm-hmm. You can fact check that. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Actually, but don't. Yeah. I don't want to make I'm you I'm sure the bad. other six kids in your class are really <laughs> jealous of you. <laughs> I actually graduated with two other religious studies majors, so... Out of the three of us, it is funny. I had, I had a pretty good chance. It, it's funny. I had a friend that went into the PT program at UWL uh, just this past year. She's starting her first year of it. Um, like, got into the grad school, the PT grad school, and I was like, "How big's your class size?" And she's like, "There's like ten other kids in it." I'm like, "Is that why it's so competitive? Because it's just so tiny?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and another thing I've never gotten with that, it's like, yeah, our, we only have like ten or fifteen seats available in this class, and then my teacher's holding it like a half-empty lecture hall. I'm like. We could just put them back there. <laughs> Do you not want to grade papers? Is that why there's only 10 seats available? That you know? is interesting. They just, they're going to fall asleep in the back of the class anyway, but you might as well just. And I have met teachers that work at UWL that I'm friends with that share that sentiment. They're like, they listen, they have to have their program cut classes because nobody's around to teach it. And they're just mm-hmm. like, just put them in my class. Yeah. I was like, yeah, half the, half the kids in the class just show up for the point and. It, it astounds me how many college classes I go to that people sit in the very front row and don't participate in class mm. and how many people are okay with just sitting to the back and also not participating in class. What kind of participant are you? I'm an active one. Like you're answering questions, asking yeah. questions. Yeah. Are you a note taker? I try to be, but I'm not great with it. Would you believe it when I tell you that like everything that I had was color coded and not at all color coded no. notebooks? No. With the same color pen. No, I don't think of that when I think of Zoe. You you wouldn't believe that? No, I wouldn't believe that mm-hmm. one bit. Look at my pens. Yeah, but you see your yellow one is all the way over okay. with your reds. No, so don't. It's not really. That was a mistake. Also, your black and blue pens are mixed. I know, because I didn't I, have I really don't drawers. think you're type A. Yeah. I'm also, not... why, does your, why is your red, it goes red, blue, green, and then it loops back around the purple, black, orange. Yeah, that's not how the rainbow Well, because goes. I because I take one out. Okay, I'm not. Like, I never said I was I'm just, organized. I'm just saying. Well, you just said color-coded. I take that as organized. I guess those two things are different for me. Did your coffee taste okay? Or oh, I haven't. Was it not? Well, no, I... It's just that I don't want the sound to be on the recording. Okay. So, hold on. Uh, yeah. Chai break. No, you were very kind. You brought me an iced chai latte. I hope they made it a latte. I wasn't sure. 
Well, the latte is the adding of the milk. Yeah. Does it have milk in it? Yeah. Okay. Did good. you say almond milk chai? Yeah. So almond milk is milk. Well, you know, they can just make chai. So like when they say chai tea latte, I assume it has coffee in it. Maybe? No. It doesn't? No. If you add a shot of espresso, then it becomes a dirty chai. Oh, okay. Have you never worked in a coffee shop? No. And I would like to keep it that way. What is your order? Uh, I just got the same thing my mom did. She's really hooked on these, like, tonic espressos right now. She yeah, she loves those things. She discovered uh, – Caribou was doing a promotion on them, like, a month or two ago, and they're, like, crack. She hasn't stopped drinking them since. So I just grab one usually while I'm there. I don't have a coffee order. No? I like black coffee. <laughs> I drink it uh. – my coffee drink in the morning is I make a cup pot of coffee and drink it black. Of course it is. It just makes so much sense. You know what I want to talk to you about? Mm. Habits. Okay. So I'd love to talk about this. I know. Good. Because we've texted about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, do you want to tell me about your uh, your your phone screen background? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> um. So I had a lot. Um, humans need a lot of reminders. I specifically, as a human, need a lot of reminders. And I was trying to overcome some problems that I had uh, in my life freshman and sophomore year at college. And I actually watched a video um, or two on men's mental health, which because I am a man, I'm pretty passionate about. Um, But I watched, it was actually a Jordan Peterson lecture. Mm. Um, Now he's obviously kind of got dragged into being a right wing commenter these days, which is kind of sad to see because his other side activities make people not receptive to the actual good that he can do. Um, he's a degree holding psychologist, um, mm-hmm. and that lectured at a college in Canada before all of this happened. Um, and he gave out really good advice. And then I started looking into it more, uh, reading advice from therapists, watching videos by other people too. Um, even non-qualified people, just men who had went through the same problems. And I came up with a list of reminders for myself. Uh, some of them are mine. Some of them are from books I've read. Some of them are from YouTube videos I've watched. Um, some of it is from, none of them are from a therapist I had. Hmm. I tried therapy once. It did not go well. I don't know if I didn't have the right therapist. I'm tempted to think I didn't, but, um, he just, he like, I want goals to work towards. And I was just like, I don't have goals to work towards. I don't have, I don't have specific goals to work towards. I don't Mm -hmm. have a smart goal to work towards. I just, it was like, I want to be not sad. I want to be not depressed, but I need to know how to get there. And it didn't mm-hmm. really work. So I was like, screw it. They all ask that. By yeah, the way. I'm sure they do. But it's annoying because I don't, it's your job to get me there. <laughs> yeah. I know what I want. Um, you have to know what questions to ask to get the answers out of me. Cause I don't know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a very identifiable childhood trauma that you could just be like, well, that's why, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not like that for anybody. I might add. There's a lot of compounding factors, but there is not a large trigger event that triggers a depressive episode. Um, I would wake up one day and it would feel as if a very close family member or friend had died and there would be no reason for that. I would Mm -hmm. wake up. I'd be like, I feel like shit. I feel sad. I feel like nobody likes me. And I would sit back. I'm like, why do I feel like that? I have parents that love me. I have a good support network. I have friends who just don't happen to be here right now. Uh, I am in college, which is better than most of the people in the world. Um, 
I'm, you know, I have, I go to the gym, I'm in shape. I don't have compounding health problems. I don't have to deal with diabetes. I don't have to deal with an iron deficiency. I don't have to deal with cystic fibrosis. I'm not confined to a wheelchair. I have four perfectly functioning arms and legs. Um, well, not perfectly. My shoulders kind of mess up from time to time, but better than if they weren't <laughs> there at all. Um, and I was like, why, why am I so sad? And I, I tried therapy and they were like, oh, I was like, dude, I don't, I was, of course, uh, asked about antidepressants at one point, and I didn't take them. Um, I'm very proud of my mind, uh, despite it made me not working the best as it should at times. But the last thing I want to do is take a chemical that alters the way I think. Um, and then I went and started watching these lectures, which led to the note that led my phone. Um, there's some reminders. Put good energy out. Uh, the energy you put out in the world is the energy that gets back to it. Um, if you find yourself being the type of person that is giving love to the wrong people, being nice to the wrong people, just remember that it will eventually come back to you in some shape and form. Smile, confidence, and, and it's not have confidence, it's act confident. Um, you can't have confidence, but you can fake confidence until you actually see it working and then you will have actual confidence. Um, Chin up, shoulders back, uh, face the conversation is a big one. It means point your toes towards them, look them in the eye, and um, nod, smile, and try and understand what they're saying. Yeah, you'll notice most of the time I've been talking to you, um, I've actually been directing my eyes everywhere else around the room because it helps me think better. Mm -hmm. But I've been trying to change that because <laughs> I actually have even though that. I even though I know it's not avoidance because I'm completely comfortable talking to you. Other people that don't know you will see it as uncomfortable and a little strange. Will be like, why isn't this dude looking me in the eye? Does he is he not confident in what he's saying? And I'm like, no, I'm perfectly confident in what I'm saying. I know exactly what I'm talking about, but um, it just doesn't my body language doesn't translate to that. My mind takes in a lot of information. And if for some reason I'm talking and I see a reaction on your face or something, I'm going to completely derail what I was saying and try and figure out what it was. Interesting. Um, and what's my favorite one on the list? What is your favorite one on the list? I don't know. Oh, stop and pet a cat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That just means to appreciate the small things in life. Um, I found that when I'm out at hikes, I just kind of stop and sit and admire the beauty that's all around me. Um, the other day I was driving somewhere not too particularly fast, just going to the gym, and I passed kids in a lemonade stand, and I stopped, went out, said hi to them, shook both their hands. They were little girls, and their dad was right next to them, said hi to their dad, and then uh, gave them a couple quarters for a glass of lemonade. And then I actually ran into my aunt on a uh, – well, she was walking her two dogs while I was going to the gym, and I told her, there's girls over there with a lemonade stand. They'd love a visit, and I gave her two more quarters to give to the girls. Um, nice. Yeah, so I'm trying to – that's kind of both putting good out in the world and stopping appreciating the small things. Um, I know how happy it made me when I ran a lemonade stand exactly once as a kid mm -hmm. um, with my sister and my mom. Uh, antidepressants, though. Um, a lot of people is tempted to take the same mindset I am as, oh, I don't need that. You know, that's for, that's for sick people. That's for depressed people. I don't need it. They're a crutch, and I think that's the best way to describe it. Uh, nobody exactly wants to have a crutch. Nobody wants to use a crutch. Sometimes you're forced to. Mm. And if you can find the wherewithal and the self-discipline, I'm not saying to will yourself out of depression. It doesn't work like that. The brain is an organ that is not functioning properly when you are depressed. And that is the same as anything else. You can't will yourself out of heart failure. You can't will yourself out of muscle atrophy. You can't will yourself out of a depressed brain. But... There are things you can do in your life to make your brain work properly that aren't medicinal. 
But if you are in so deep of a hole, if you do not have a support network of friends or family that loves you, and some people don't, if you don't have, um, if you don't have a job, uh, and I mean that, I want to make point out: it is not the act of having a job that instantly makes you less depressed. It is having a reason to go to bed at night mm -hmm. and having a reason to wake up in the morning to add structure, routine, and discipline into your day. Um, that is what's important, a support network and, uh, a reason to go to bed, a reason to wake up. It is going to be very difficult and, um, self-destructive habits and a will to get better. You, you need, you don't want to have self-destructive habits, sorry, but you need those three things. A will to get better, uh, a routine and a support network to be able to actually be open to help. And if you were missing one or two of those things, um, it's going to be very hard to help you, which is where antidepressants come in. It is a crutch that you need to use until you can get to a point where you can walk without it. Mm -hmm. You don't need to view it as a long-term option. It's not supposed to be a long-term option. If you keep taking it as a long-term option, they will get less and less effective because you will fry the neurotransmitters that your body naturally produces. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think anybody should feel shame in using them. Uh, and that's a bit of a hypocritical statement for me because I would feel shame if I used them. Interesting. Um, I never have to, I've never had to. Um, I always, I did tell myself, uh, that if I ever was suicidal, that I would, um, I never got to be suicidal, but I told myself that was my goal. You know, if I genuinely started contemplating self-harm in any case, then I would use it because it's clear that whatever I was doing wasn't working. But I also told myself, I'm going to do everything in my power to do what works so I won't have to get there. Things that work for me. And these work for everybody. I mean this 100% confidently. You need to believe they work because if, again, if you don't believe they work, that's you not genuinely trying to help yourself. I started drinking more water. I started making my bed in the morning. I didn't cut out alcohol. I didn't um, cut out staying up late. Um, I did, if I knew I had something to do, I made an effort to go to bed at an, at an appropriate time. Um, if I knew I couldn't sleep in the next day, I always wanted to get eight to 10 hours of sleep. Um, right now it's bordering more on seven to anywhere from six to eight, but that's more than I was getting. <laughs> Good. I wanted to stop relying on caffeine and drink more water. And I tried to cut a lot of artificial sugar out of my diet. I stopped drinking soda. I stopped uh, eating like candy because um, it was making me feel very frazzled and lethargic. And it helped. It helped. The um, I think I told you this. 90% of the problems in your life that you think you have, 90% of the stress that you're going through can be solved by drinking enough water, eating the right way, and getting enough sleep. And the Hellraiser part of me wants to say eating the right way isn't being a vegetarian, but it is. <laughs> eating eating the right way is getting enough calories in you. Um, that's it. That's well, all it is. Let's talk about this vegetarian, Jeb. Yeah. Well, What's you're the up? vegetarian. I know, and I love it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, you know, it was kind of a joke to hate them because um, at the, you know, there was always like an annoying one or two that the internet loved to jump on. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm well aware. Also, I tried tofu once and I hated it. So that's probably why well, I, I'm a vegetarian I and I hate tofu. See, this. we're in the same boat there. Um, <laughs> but no, I just like the way meat tastes. That's it. Um, and there's, uh, there's reasons people don't, whether they can't have meat or they don't want to because of the process to obtain it. I've been around at least one staunch vegetarian or vegan my entire life. There was one I was still am great friends with that I used to dance with and then other things like that. And even though I can sound judgmental about it, um, me 
me poking fun at it, me uh, talking shit about it is, um, it doesn't mean I'm judgmental. <laughs> I'm the type of person that <laughs> I literally, I like, I will absolutely like poke you about it, but I do not yes. care at the end of the day. <laughs> I, I There is 0% of me do whatever you want. I but don't care. You will order me a pizza with pepperoni on it. Yeah. Which is a subconscious effort to rid me of my vegetarian. Absolutely. No, no, it's, <laughs> you want to know what it is. It's me not caring that it, that it is part of your personality so much that I treat you like I would anybody else. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or not. It is. Okay. <laughs> it means when I see you, I'm not like, oh, there's my friend Zoe, the vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Well, um, I, I say that's my friend Zach, the carnivore. There you go. So, well, it's more of an omnivore because I don't trust whatever. you. You don't like we're supposed to be. Anyway, you are not a medicated individual. I am. I am. A- I drink alcohol. Not that it's prescribed medication. <laughs> But, you know, I use it for a purpose, hmm. um, whether it's to have fun or if it's to relax. Hmm. Um, I don't get drunk, but I use it. I mean, it's it's a drug. Yeah. Uh, people use caffeine. I, I use caffeine. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm actually trying to wean off of caffeine, but... That was another big thing. Uh, artif- relying on caffeine too much hurt me. I needed to start getting more... Na- I st- needed to start sleeping more. And taking less naps. Yeah. I love naps. I me love too. naps. But when I napped, it took all of the momentum out of my day. I got home from work. I'd nap. If I didn't set an alarm, I'd sleep for three hours. I'd wake up at 8 p.m. I would be really sad and angry because my entire day was gone. And then I would be like, I need to be in bed by 10 because I have somewhere to be tomorrow. Uh-huh. And I can't fall asleep until midnight. So I needed to stop taking naps. Um, I think I should do that. If you guys are listening out there and you're having a problem with keeping energy throughout your day, please no caffeine at least five hours before bed. Don't take caffeine unless you have an activity that requires it. Don't just take it to stay awake. And then drink a lot of water because water actually made me feel a little more energized. It made me feel a little mentally aware. And let yourself be exhausted throughout the day. If you feel tired at 4 or 5 p.m., that is okay. You need to have the discipline to get through it. And then go to bed at 7. Go to bed at 8 for all I care. But... (laughs) If you, uh, seriously, once it gets past noon, if you do something, this is my experience, if you do something to try and fix you feeling tired, you will not get to bed at a reasonable hour. I think this entire episode is just calling me out. <laughs> it is. No, you're a very high-functioning person. I do, but You have, like, like, two jobs. Maybe three. Two jobs plus I'm in grad school. And I do music. You're not done with that yet? Grad school? Nope, everyone forgets that I still am in school. I also forgot you were still yep, in school. Still. I thought I complete. No, it's no. not like I forgot that you were in school. I no, but it's funny because like literally every single time I'm like, oh, I have class. Like anyone, Ben, my parents, my grandparents are like, oh yeah, I forgot you're in school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, what I was gonna say, I have been dealing with a lot of. I want to say like self hatred, but that's too extreme. No, I get it. It's your inner voice being too harsh on yourself. Self pity. Right? I've been in like pity party because it's like That's people type of party. keep telling me all these great things I should do and I just don't have the will or discipline to actually do them. Maybe you don't want to do them. But I feel like I no, I feel like I'm finally at a place where I'm like, okay, either shut up, inner Zoe, or like do it. Mm-hmm. And earlier today, I was watching a YouTube video. Yeah. I wrote this down because I actually wanted to. Read oh, you were watching it. a YouTube video in your journal. I was going to be very surprised. No, I was you just taking. Got YouTube videos I was taking notes. Is that notes. a picture of Ariana Grande? <laughs> She's 
She's holding a triangle sandwich. It's uh, kind of blurry. I'm not really sure why. It's, it's perfume. That looks like a sandwich. Okay. So these are some things to stop doing. Okay. Okay. Limiting your beliefs. Can you expand on that one? Well, it wasn't me. So it was, it was by the YouTuber Morgan Green. Limiting your but beliefs. But limit, like, so stop limiting your, or stop limiting beliefs. Stop your limiting beliefs. Like a limiting belief is like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not. Oh, stuff like that. So like, stop doing that. Because like, if you're asking me to think that one, like. I'm going to think that pickleball is a stupid sport until the day I die. No, All right? that is... That is my belief. I'm not limiting that. No, no, no. Okay. No, limiting beliefs, like, when you're when you're believing something that's limiting yourself. So stop doing that. Pickleball. Stop. <laughs> play tennis or play ping pong. Why are you trying to find a hybrid? You know, I've actually been really wanting to try it. Pickleball? Yes. I played it in middle school. My gym teacher was super passionate about it. It's all right, but I'd rather either play tennis or play badminton or play table tennis or... Ping pong, I don't like know. any be, one of the dozen things that pickleball is trying to let's emulate. Let's be open to new things, is what I have to say. I've tried it. It's not a new thing. I just don't like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, stop blaming everything else when you could just be blaming yourself. Does he mean, like, take responsibility for things that are clearly your problem? Yeah. Okay. Because, uh, sorry, the way I think that is, I had the longest the problems with anxiety for the longest time, um, where... If somebody reacted poorly to something I said, I thought it was my problem. When in reality, I had to figure out that they were just like mm. that way. They were wired that way. I didn't have to make them like me. Um, so when I heard that, I was like, only in some cases. Okay, well, <laughs> these are like specifically about habits. About habits? Okay, So like gotcha. stop blaming. So yeah, stop getting upset over one mistake like if you're trying to implement something good but you mess up one day it's not the end of the world you don't have to like... I, have, I have something to add to that mm -hmm. um it is at the end of the day ask yourself what went right ask yourself what went wrong and then try and suck one percent less every day just just one percent atomic habits big. baby yeah I've, I've talked about that book in like 14 episodes now nice so that's that's the whole thing. Okay, um, stop having an all or nothing mindset. It either is going to be all good or all bad. Yeah. And then stop analyzing and hyper focusing on every part of the day. Correct. I don't know. I just was like, oh, I should talk about this with Zach because when we are scanning, um, when we are taking an electrocardiogram in uh, the veterinary clinic, if you when it's zoomed in, uh, it looks really bad. It doesn't look clean. There's artifact all over the place because the patient will not sit still uh, because it's an animal. Um, <laughs> um, and it just, it's all over the place. But you look at it and it looks bad. It's, it's spiky. It's fuzzy. No part of it is a recognizable QRS complex. You can't recognize anything in it. But when we load it into the computer, you can zoom it out and then everything just kind of looks like a normal line. And to your last point there, I think that if you take the time to step back from it, if you're feeling overwhelmed, evaluate it thoroughly, you'll notice that none of the problems you're going through are as big as they th as, as big as you think they are. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I just remember even things that happened in college that I literally thought was the end of the world, and I can't even remember what it was about now. Hmm? Like, I remember being upset, but I don't remember about what. Isn't there like a fifteen minute rule that's like if it's not gonna bother you and uh if it's not gonna bother you if you're not gonna think about it in fifteen years, don't worry about it for more than fifteen minutes or something like that. I haven't heard it but okay. but I agree. Um 
I have two final questions for you. Okay. And then I have a final piece of advice after these two final questions. Well, do you want to do the advice? Or no, the, okay. I'll do the advice the, Is the advice like just stop the podcast now? Like, N- No, done? it's not. It's canceled. I promise you it's not. Okay. So my first question is, have you been reading any books lately? Yeah. Uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Um, okay. It's a pretty severe sounding title because you're like, oh, who needs to learn how to make friends? Me. Um, but really, it's a book that um, it's a book that kind of just reminds you to be a nice person. And to show empathetic qualities when you're talking. Um, Stuff like compliment freely, uh, never criticize, condemn, or complain. Uh, Everybody is an expert in something that you know nothing about, no matter how intelligent they appear to seem. Everybody has a story. And then smile, and then try and make sure when you have to tell someone no or when you have to make a deal or a compromise, make sure both people get something out of it. Hmm. Um, Speaking softly is always better than using the stick right away. But you obviously have to have the stick somewhere. Yeah, you can keep it hidden until mm-hmm. it's really necessary. Exactly. So what I'm wondering is, can I borrow it? After I'm done reading it, sure. Nice. Yeah. My other question is, what have you been listening to recently? A lot of stuff. I listen to everything <laughs> all the time. Um, if I uh, When I go and listen to Zoe's podcast, it'll be the first podcast I listen to. Ever? Yeah. Well, not ever. I mean, real, sorry, actually cared about. I tried Thank people. You. Someone around me was like really into podcasts. So I was like, okay, I'll look up. I looked up a true crime one because I heard it was good. Couldn't do it. Sorry. Interesting. Something about my brain. I'll listen to music for days on end, but like I cannot just listen to people talk as background noise. My brain eventually will just be like, this is boring. Interesting. Get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, but things I've been listening to. I really love yacht rock. I really love jazz. I really love classic rock. I'll play a game at work where some music will come on over the radio and I'll try and get people to guess what uh, the song an artist is by is I know it uh only two of them play with me the other ones uh either don't know or don't want to play which is a little bit of a shame but is what it is <laughs> and then artist I really like recently is Zach Bryan which sounds basic but right when his American Heartbreak album came out I saw a recommendation on it from a friend of mine a friend of mine recommended it to me I was like you need to listen to this so I listened to it one day when I was doing homework and I was like this is really good I'm not a huge country guy but it was it's a good album and then he obviously just dropped a new one, which I've been listening to as well. I'll give it a listen. Yeah. I don't really like country, but I am willing to have an open mind mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Just today. Hey. It's more folk, if that <laughs> makes you feel better. It does. Yeah. It's uh, it's more, um, it's like singer-songwriter folk country okay. hybrid. It has a lot of country elements, but it's not like, oh, beer and tractors and stuff. I- My cousin left me. You know, things like that. <laughs> I'm sorry that your cousin left you. Yeah. Sorry. So are you, are you a Swifty? No. <laughs> I, I enjoy her music, but that fan base would turn anybody off of being a Taylor Swift fan that's like even minorly interested in it. What the heck? I have been able to get like visceral, angry reactions of peop- out of people by saying I don't like Taylor Swift and she makes like music for Target commercials. And it is like it is bad how much people let that affect them. You could come up to me and say you're like the worst baddest take about uh we'll say the green bay packers um because that's probably the thing that's closest to me that's like not directly affecting me okay um it's just the thing i care most about that like nobody there gives a shit if i exist um they don't know i exist they don't no okay uh i'd love for them to but they don't um well maybe once they listen to the podcast yeah maybe they'll (laughs) they'll find me matt lafleur will find me um no they'll listen like um you could come up and say that and it's like if you're like wrong about something or if you're like another sports fan i'll gladly like you know talk shit to you but But if i say to you which is my true honest opinion like i don't care about 
sports. I'll be and like, I right. think the Packers are dumb. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not going to be like, how dare you? No. <laughs> but that's the thing. I'll be like, uh, Taylor Swift is kind of like, I got called misogynistic for saying Taylor Swift was like only okay as an artist. And they were like talking about Taylor Swift and Harry Styles. I was like, I don't like either of them. They kind of make soulless poppy music. They're like, well, it's misogynistic. I was like, how? <laughs> how is that? I didn't say I don't like it because she's a woman. To some people, uh, insulting Taylor Swift could be like insulting women in general. Yeah. So I think we'll leave him with that. <laughs> Zach is not a woman hater. <laughs> He's a woman lover. <laughs> he just... He just doesn't love Taylor Swift in the same way that... I like her. I like some of her music, mostly the old stuff. What's your favorite? Uh, Love Story. What a song? Easily. No, that's that's such a good song. Um, Also, You Belong With Me. Do you like the song Shake It Off? No. Me neither. Good. Were you there when we performed that last night? Yes. Yes. But you were singing it, so it was fine. Thank you. It didn't come on. I was like, God, I hate this song. I was like, okay. You're like, interesting choice for Zoe, because I'm also not a Swifty. Yeah. You're a grande. I'm a grande. A grande. That's why there's a picture of her in my journal. Anyway. Pete Davidson did a really funny joke about Ariana Grande ruining Starbucks for him. He'd like walk in and he's like, hey, can I get like a medium coffee? And the barista looks at me. He's like, come on. Say it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll only order grandes because of her. Okay. I'm just kidding. One last piece of advice for you and for them. If you're ever stressing about something, an event, anything related to it, I need you to write down a list of all the reasons you're stressing about it, all the reasons you're worried about it, all the reasons that you don't, you're, you're feeling bad about it. If it's an interview, if it's an application, if it's a confrontation with somebody, if it is anything like that. Uh, and then I need you to cross out all the things on there that you cannot control mm. and control all the things that you can. Worrying about something that's out of your control is useless. And worrying about something that is in your control is also useless because you can do something about it. Okay. Well, Zach, you're, you're a good human. Thank you. Appreciate it. Why? Is that Okay. No, it's okay, but it's just like, why did you need to like make the noise? Oh, there's a mic drop. Is that mint gum? Yes. Do you like mint gum? I do like mint gum. Nice. Do you want some? Well, it's kind of used. I have new. Oh. Okay, sure, we're done. Not? All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>